Welcome to the Workplace Gratitude Podcast Part 2. In Part 1, uh, we talked about workplace gratitude and how important it is um, for employees and to show appreciation and reciprocity and how it connects and bridges that uh, cultural divide. We also talked about the t- that there may be times where it might be difficult to implement a workplace gratitude program, especially if there are unmet needs. In part two, we're going to investigate more of the literature review concerning workplace gratitude. So studies suggest that the stress involved in bilingual learning communities and how it affects cultural and relationship formation in college settings, that some cultures have a sense of appreciation and gratitude embedded in their relationship formation and others do not, which creates uncertainty in social connectedness and subjective happiness. The research suggests that increased awareness of culturally generated gratitude practice was needed within cultural groups and mixed groups to help with that sense of social connectedness. Additionally, the research suggests that cultural collaboration helps within related communities and globally to build awareness and acceptance of the different needs of gratitude within cultures. So new employees and new students often experience social anxiety during the introductory phase of employment or during the first year of college. This focus shows how gratitude may yield a productive and protective measure for mental health, especially during new experience settings and social restriction periods as found during pandemics. Gratitude may help with resilience during stressful times and period of loneliness. The research also found that gratitude has a spillover effect where others may be able to see the positive effects of a given situation. Gratitude differs from distraction to change one's negative thoughts and ideas. In some studies, distraction was compared to uh, gratitude responses and the results found that expressions of gratitude helped to reduce the occurrence of rumination in patients who were depressed. And the research also finds that the belief that when gratitude is used during rumination, there is a higher positive response to decreasing depressive thoughts and mood than when distraction is used to break the cycle of rumination. Another research finding suggests that practicing gratitude on a regular basis may be a better strategy for emotional regulation. The role of positive psychology in gratitude is an advancing practice to encourage pro-social behaviors in clinical settings. The fact that gratitude can be measured means that individuals can improve their gratitude practice to increase the development of the state and the trait of the expression of gratitude. Gratitude can also increase happiness and optimism. According to the Broaden and Build theory, positive Sentiments may change and reinforce thinking and behavior patterns and ultimately expand personal resources and promote physical and psychological well-being. How does an organization create an attitude of gratitude throughout the workplace when it really never existed? Some gratitude is uh, built into cultures, as we mentioned before, And since gratitude is a positive emotion with psychometric properties, it can be measured. 
If gratitude can be measured, it can also be improved and developed into an organizational trait that can be practiced and perfected. Conceptualizing gratitude in this way will help administrators look at gratitude as a system or a process toward building a culture where people get along and value each other. In the workplace, gratitude fosters reciprocity, which changes the perception of the behavior and reduces suspicion of the motivation behind the act of kindness. This is especially true if gratitude is practiced as a normal part of everyday business. Of course, this includes gratitude relationships between employees, upper management, and most importantly, an individual reflection of gratitude for personal contribution. The Studer Group is a consulting agency for healthcare institutes and organizational culture change that focus on gratitude relationships. The Studer Group is known for helping organizations break through silos, promote healthy communication, and reduce toxic relationships in the workplace. One of the techniques used to hardware, hardwire excellence and bring about culture change by this consulting agency is the use of thank you notes. The thank you notes are given by various levels of management to promote a sense of gratitude and appreciation. The student group recommends that managers and supervisors deliver thank you notes in the amount of 15 for every 100 employees on a weekly basis. So it's easy to see that this gratitude model would sustain a climate of gratitude and reinforce uh, desired behavior. When implementing something new, such as surveys or rubrics that measure gratitude employee satisfaction, leaders in the organization need to be able to understand the aggregate data and metrics and be able to communicate with the users of the survey or the rubric and the challenges and opportunities found in the data. According to Studer, how a leader rolls out the employee survey can make or break the success of that tool. When implementing a gratitude culture so that it is sustainable, it is important to include all stakeholders in the investigation, in the learning, and the rollout phase of the program. The research concerning gratitude in the workplace suggests several things, such as organizations that only focus on reward and recognition may create unhealthy competition. But organizations that also focus on gratitude on an everyday basis may promote pro-social behavior, which may lead to a positive organizational culture. In addition, gratitude creates reciprocity, and this can change how people feel about each other and how they accept differences in the workplace. Gratitude improves coping and strengthens relationships by reducing suspicion and the need for agendas an unhealthy competition in the workplace. Interestingly, gratitude is used as performance improvement in various industries, schools, college retention programs, recovery programs, and prisons. Various research efforts are underway to investigate if increasing gratitude can reduce bullying incidents on school buses, playgrounds, and in school um, settings. Research has found that when gratitude does not exist in an organization, it can be manufactured or practiced until it becomes a habit or trait. Fostering gratitude in the workplace is a low-cost, no-cost method of engaging employees on a different level that provide a great sense of investment concerning training and development. Gratitude in the workplace can be measured, enhanced, and maintain three reward and recognition programs and simple things like thank you notes.
The dimensions of wellness include a social, social, emotional, physical, intellectual, nutritional, environmental, occupational, and physical aspects of wellness. Gratitude is a trait that increases the appreciation of wellness in each of the dimensions of wellness. It is essential for readers and educators to journal and reflect upon their values concerning gratitude and how each dimension of wellness might be enhanced with gratitude practice. Gratitude helps us have grace for ourselves and others. For example, one researcher said that when I began to ask my clients to slow down and tell me about their high five moments, the things that they were proud of, they started to show themselves more grace. And when leaders and employees practice gratitude, they stop focusing on the chaos and crisis and begin to focus on what, well, what went well with the situation. And being able to see the good in the chaos or what went well is in a managerial dilemma or daily workplace issues is a growth mindset. Carol Dweck became interested in the attitudes of failure and found that when individuals see setbacks as an opportunity to learn and grow, greater resilience and appreciation for the journey are experienced. In this research, they also believed that there was a link between mindset and achievement and that encouragement and appreciation helped to build that mindset uh, culture of growth. Throughout the literature review, research uh, reveals that gratitude in the workplace environment increases prosocial behavior, reciprocity, and social connectedness. A healthy personal practice of gratitude and appreciation for one's gifts and achievements is also helpful for increasing personal self-worth and esteem. How an organization expresses gratitude will depend on the organizational structure, mission, and values. The gratitude channels and available resources for sustained gratitude, healing, and relationship formation will also depend on these factors. It would be interesting to include the entire organization in designing and implementing a gratitude program. Tough points would be the respect of culture, religions, and ethnicity. Some demo demographics will find gratitude a natural fit, and others may feel uncomfortable saying, uh, saying thank you and seeking the good in the daily operation. Also, the research indicates that when there are unmet needs at a primal or survival level, people are less likely to feel like they belong and may feel a sense of loss concerning social, excuse me, social connectedness and re relationship formation. So there, it would be a good idea to examine wages and reward and recognition of benefits to see if they are comparable to the industry. That would be a good start. In addition, scouring the community for resources and services that are available that may help to fill in the gap uh, concerning unmet needs and to help to bring relief um, so that employees or students may be able to accept and receive gratitude. Thank you for listening to Gratitude in the Workplace, Part 2.